I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everyone. We're here. We're back. We're ready to talk about Snowpiercer, episode eight. And we're especially excited because joining us today, we have Mickey Summer. You can see her on Snowpiercer as Best Hill. Um, she's also an actress, mom, activist. Mickey, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, and I'm Rachel Goodman, and joining me today, we also have Trina. Hello. I'm excited to talk about this very, very craziness one. <laughs> <laughs> very crazy. We've got the revolution happening. Yeah. And then, Bryant, thanks for being on the show, too. Thank you guys. I missed you guys the last couple of weeks. It's been weird, but so happy to be back and ready to talk about this because I had a lot of catching up to do and I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Too much yeah. at once. Yeah. So, <laughs> Trina, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, but before we got on the show, um, you were talking about how intense this particular episode was to, for you to watch too. So I mean, it's because Ido warned us last week that it was going to be did. the bloodiest he said it was going to be the bloodiest and I was like hmm in which way because I was like are we talking about mental blood on people's hands are we talking about all the real blood in the world and it was the real blood and (laughs) I was trying to you know push that aside and I was wrong so (laughs) and it was it was was bloody um the first thing and like I, I think we should just dive right in here and talk about this the first thing I noticed um, actually, Mickey, when we see Till and she's finally kind of decided she's going to join the revolution, the first thing that really I noticed about her wardrobe in that scene right before the battle, I was picking up on some Les Mis vibes. Um, oh. do you, yeah, like with the, you know, just the way that the ruffle was and the shirt. Yeah, I was like, oh, the armband. Actually, yes. people were referencing Han Solo during that. Oh, oh so I was having like a, a you know, fangirl moment. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> dream role is playing a female Han Solo. Um, so yeah, but I also see La Miz actually. Totally yeah, Han Solo. Now that you say that, yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, but yeah, so like as Trino was saying. Ido did warn us that this was going to be very bloody. Um, Bryant, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Oh gosh, it was just a lot. Like I said, I had so much catching up to do and me and Trina have this thing where we kind of don't watch the show at night <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like scared to watch it before bed. So literally I have to prepare yeah. myself. I'm like, okay, I have like four hours before bed. Let me watch the episodes and then I'll have one hour to watch something like really happy. <laughs> so I don't go to sleep <laughs> with nightmares because it's obviously so amazing, such incredible like storytelling. The revolution was so great to finally see it really come to a head. But again, like Trina said, it was very bloody, very gruesome. So I made, they made sure I couldn't sleep with that last image in my mind. So, but besides that, absolutely amazing. So let's just dive in and talk about the revolution itself. We have a lot um, that we'll get to with Ruth and the first class, but with the revolution, I think for me, I was very happy to see them diving in. And also that Leighton had this plan devised that essentially they were going to, they knew how to attack kind of right in the middle um, so that it would, you know, attack while the first class was distracted by everything else going up. Like it's like two different kinds of revolutions happening at the same time. Um, and it was really fun to see 
um, you know, kind of the different people that we didn't, we don't ordinarily get to see together, mm. or it's been a while, actually come back. And, um, you know, even Zara, we kind of saw her uh, not necessarily speaking, because I don't think she had any lines, but to actually just kind of see her poking around, um, it felt like she was very involved. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I didn't see her. She was, um, <laughs> sorry, but in, in the moment where she was, um, where they were Leighton and Tilt. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Didn't oh. he like slit her, slit her throat, right? <gasps> no. Not, no, not oh, Zara. No. Not Zara. <laughs> I'm so uh, lost. <laughs> she, there was just so much action. I get lost with who was throat was slit. So, <laughs> um, no, Zara's throat was not, not slit. She's still alive, but her, she kind of was poking around the curtain. As they oh, were, as oh. they had the face off against the cops mm, with Oswald. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. You also I, see Zara in the in the car where um, Leighton is coming through, and everyone is covered in blood, and um, mm. and she's like tending, nursing um, to the casualties. So right. You see her yeah, it might have been one of the moments, the blanket over the face moments. Yeah, I will. Same here. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, like, I'm no. scared. But you know what moment I did not cover my face for, Mickey, was your conversation about um, your girl staying in her room that day. That was such a powerful yeah. scene pre-revolution, truly. And I just, your character has been killing it in the dramatics for us and really giving us more story to love and grasp onto so just want to shout Thank out that you. Quickly. i really appreciate yeah. that yeah that was, that was an intense scene to shoot too it was really sad for me and susan who plays jinju to like have to go there and like be like so mad with each other <laughs> yeah. um, so much betrayal on both sides so can you give us any insight as to what we might see for their future for their future yeah <laughs> oh it's you know it's really um it's till has like gone to the other side and jinju mm -hmm. is firmly on melanie's side and mm -hmm. uh yeah I, I don't know like how that's gonna pan out we yeah. love it became I mean, very juliet and juliet <laughs> super juliet yeah. and juliet right <laughs> yes yeah, because it's it's hard because obviously they, I mean, the way that I read it is that Jinju is actually a very good person too, but mm -hmm. the unfortunate reality is she is doing what she believes is right. She has not hurt anyone, but she's doing things to make sure that the greater good survive. And so mm -hmm. I don't see, when I, I've always loved Jinju and Till as a couple, and I, mm -hmm. I like, I hope that they somehow you know, make it through this and that they can, you know, get through, you know, being on different sides. But yeah. um, the the reality to me is, you know, obviously Melanie is more of the antagonist and Jinju is just mm -hmm. someone who's trying to do the right thing to ensure that people survive. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I might have to disagree though because I love Melanie and <laughs> I know she did some questionable, <laughs> I know she does some questionable stuff, but <laughs> I just I love a woman in power like I love her her description or her reasoning to Ruth she was just like you know I did it because I had like you were talking about you know saving the greater good and I feel like people might misconstrue Melanie's intentions as selfish but I do think it was for the greater good like she mentioned that Mr. Wilford really wanted to just party and you know hang out with his hoes and stuff but <laughs> Melanie, but, 
but <laughs> Melanie was like, no, we're not going to survive at least even one revolution with that kind of mindset. So I had to do what I thought was right in the moment. So I wouldn't Whoa. say Melanie for myself as an antagonist. Do love her, love woman in power, and she's not going to be killed. I'm calling it. Uh, <laughs> where yeah. she, she's going to come back. <laughs> no. So, Brian, okay. So here's my thing with Melanie. She does things that make me like her, but then she does things that make me realize, oh, she's getting to an irredeemable place. And so mm-hmm. it's always been this debate for me. Like, I remember episode one, we were all talking about this, you know, oh, maybe she could be better than what we're starting to see. And yeah, yeah. so far that to me, I have not seen her get better. <laughs> I've seen her get worse. And the thing is, if we go back and talk about Ruth for a second, since Ruth's voiceover is what opened up this episode, oh. and how, how she was so loyal to Mr. Wilford yeah. and how this betrayal, I think of anyone, I think that Ruth was the most hurt by finding mm-hmm. out the truth about Melanie. Um, and that's my thing is that I trust Ruth as a character. And if Ruth... I feel like Ruth is now saying that Melanie's a liar for more reasons than just Wilford and that Ruth might know more than we know right now. And so I trust if Ruth is saying that Melanie's a liar, I don't necessarily believe what Melanie says anymore. No. No. (laughs) Everybody knows exactly how I feel about Melanie and I don't feel for her at all. Okay. (laughs) Come on, killer. (laughs) My girl Jinju is going to be like... And <laughs> join Till, and I think everybody is gonna get over the whole Melanie is in charge thing because she's always obviously putting on an act. Hello. Yes. But I don't know. <laughs> like I said, my my reasoning for defending her is I think that she is keeping everything in order. Like if if she wasn't there or Mr. Wolfer wasn't there, there wouldn't be that kind of like order or any kind of substance. You know, I feel like they would still like first would think they would run everything or you know everything would kind of be more anarchical or chaotic. So I think that she is kind of this voice of like some kind of structure, but I don't know. I just like her. I think she's fine. <laughs> That's classic Brian. Classic Brian is to like the most awful character. But I, I love problematic. Hour, so go ahead. <laughs> so, Mickey, what has it? Um, what has it been like for you watching this after the after shooting it and seeing how Melanie comes across? Yeah, I mean, I think that we shot this two years ago so um, I've had like a great uh it's been really nice to have some space and distance from it and then to I saw like a rough cuts um without the music and without special effects but now to be seeing it real time and then also like with my fam like my husband and like all my family Mm -hmm. like texting and to there's sort of like an energy now to Mm -hmm. um uh, and I, I've been like now able to let go of my own personal, uh, you know, critiques about my acting and, and just actually enjoy the show. And like, I think Melanie's character is so complex mm-hmm. and Jen does such an amazing job because it's a really, it's, it's hot. She's, she's a villain, but she's mm-hmm. also like super intelligent. Like yes. she's doing stuff probably for a really good reason um she's also this woman (laughs) who is in this male role like pretending Mm -hmm. to be this man because everyone reveres this man and she's like the woman behind the the curtain and then it's revealed that she's a woman and there's like I, I think that's personally really interesting that there's like this like visceral reaction to having mm-hmm. like a woman actually in power, but that's my mm-hmm. own um, 
my own take. <laughs> oh, I totally get that. And I think that to me, that is what makes it even more frustrating that, oh, it's okay if one man is running the train, but now we can't have one woman. Like, that's the thing is that Melanie is mm -hmm. very powerful. And to find out, you would think that someone, um, I understand why Ruth would feel hurt because it was a lie and a betrayal, right. but you yeah. would think someone like Noland would say, oh, well, Melanie's actually a genius and is very powerful and knows how to play things. Why mm -hmm. are we, why are we not accepting of the fact that she's the one? It's, it's one- lie for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the uh yeah that's the rhetoric of well let's I think because obviously Nolan just wants to be the one in charge that's what yeah. it boils down to to me and here's a reason for him to take charge right mm -hmm. just to be clear I hate the rest of them too it's not like I want <laughs> them to be in charge either so but I can't forgive her for what she did to to, to um to Josie, Josie. oh my god oh, that yeah. was intense uh. <laughs> yeah I think that's the part for me where it became she was no longer redeemable if it hadn't been for that she had done some things that were very that obviously were definitely wrong but when she killed when she yeah when she killed Josie um I I could not there was nothing left for me to try there was nothing redeemable for me nothing well, I don't know like it was self-defense <laughs> ah! it was self-defense I mean there's a line see I think that's yeah. an interrogation tactic but when Josie tried to <laughs> oh, really <laughs> when Josie tried to really kill her she was like okay it's my life or your life girl I guess you gotta go I don't know <laughs> I, think I just love problematic like villains with like the soft sides but, like I'm very like in love with like Klaus Michelson or you know people who have this like so terrible but you love it like so bad so good i don't know that's my thing probably wrong but whatever <laughs> there's no right and wrong but it's definitely wild that you just defended yeah. that i mean <laughs> to each their own i mean here's the thing i don't think that they're going to kill melanie off because she right, I said this no. last week, too good of a villain that's what makes her so yeah. interesting is because she has these moments that make her so human and you mm -hmm. feel like when she takes off the uniform and she has her jack her just regular clothing on mm -hmm. i want to like her she seems like a normal like very intelligent educated person yeah but she's like ivy league flopping if you guys notice she had she went from <laughs> mit and then last week she had a yale on so Maybe we're she both, melanie though, she did her think? undergrad at Emma. No, her she undergrad at Yale. Her, Maybe. You know, at MIT, I think you know? she just did a lot of online shopping before she got on that train. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, vintage. That store. was it. <laughs> That would be hilarious. <laughs> Is that even her child in that picture? Right. We don't know. <laughs> that was a good twist. Mm -hmm. Like, so, like, yeah, she the just child was a this convoluted story of this backstory. And maybe she just is some rando off the street that Mr. Wilson hired. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like, <laughs> there's no way See? that she's a rando off the street. She went under the train and like removed That's the true. wheel. True, like, by true, true, true. No. Yeah. Maybe she's just a superhero villain. Yeah. <laughs> we're all defending her now. We love her. <laughs> I'm not. Move on. <laughs> Let's talk about Miles because we yeah. did get some scenes with him. I was, I'm very worried for him now because we know yeah. that he is now locked up um, in the front of the train oh. and it is, that's it. So yeah. I, I feel like now, like when Ido was talking last week about how we may start to dislike his character, 
I feel like we might see that in the finale. <laughs> oh, you mean how many Bennett or Miles? Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also um, Bennett's just lost the the train of now lost two out of three engineers. Mm-hmm, so right. that's pretty precarious for the mm-hmm. the life of the train, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everyone's turning on Melanie. Like, girl, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and I mean, the thing is that Miles was like literally they're just training him, so mm-hmm. there yeah. isn't too much he can do right now, as, as far as no. as far as I can see. I mean, I feel like he's only been there a few days, so right. And I hate oh, that man. he had to get involved with LJ. Oh, that was the worst. That that had to be mm-hmm. some sort of first, you know, accomplice of this whole thing. Having him have to go through that—that that was hard yeah. to watch. I wonder why. I mean, I guess it's because it was to set off the first class kind of commotion. But I was yeah. like, why are we getting her involved? Isn't she like a murderer? Like what? <laughs> like, I can't. Like a preteen murderer. Yes. <laughs> To me, she feels like the definition of a psychopath because yeah, she's literally... a sociopath, psychopath, all of the past. Yeah, like, <laughs> all the she... past. All the past. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Miles, when she walked up and she was, you know, so close to being found out, mm-hmm. I I don't know what she was trying to do, but that just said to me how even more like of a loose cannon she really is. Yeah, because she mm-hmm. did not care. She just did her own thing. Was walking to you know going to the beat of her own drum, didn't care what this could potentially do to Miles. That was mm-hmm. my fear when LJ exactly. took that picture, that they were, that Melanie, I didn't think it was going to go where it did with them actually, you know, taking Melanie in. I thought that Melanie was going to find out that Miles was involved in this. Mm. She was going to be alone with him in, you know, at the front of the train and be able to do something terrible to him. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but... I, I don't know. I don't think that, um, I guess it could still happen. And I don't know, um, with going back to LJ for a second here, um, I feel like that was another, like she really didn't produce too much proof um, for them, for yeah. everyone in the first class to just believe her based off a picture that she could have taken from Melanie's quarters, which doesn't involve anything really it doesn't mean that there's yeah. no Wilford. it just means that lj snuck into her quarters but yeah that just says to me another reason that they are just that nolan was just looking for any reason any excuse to get people to turn on and the on. bulges too right yes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i hate them i can't stand them me too. yeah <laughs> somebody break his glass eye please like uh... sorry don't bring up the glass eye <laughs> <laughs> a quick shout out the live chat really fast yeah of course uh, so we've got er's grandpa that says <gasps> hey, hey mickey <laughs> and uh i brian you're gonna have to help me with this acronym because i don't know what it is it says if miles finds out what melanie did to josie dot 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 ijs oh i don't give a no ijs i'm just saying i'm i'm just saying i'm just saying yeah yeah (laughs) she designed the freaking train be careful who you behead Ooh, Ooh, that's deep. That's real. Thanks everybody for watching us live. We know there are a few of you in there and watching us after, of course, subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, give us a five and we've got more fun stuff with Mickey coming now. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) 
So um, let's talk a little bit more about Ruth and then we'll get back to the tail end because we had a lot of action happening down there. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. one last thing I just want to mention with Ruth is that when we do see how upset she is um, in Melanie's quarters, she actually confides in Noland. And I wanted to get your, everyone's thoughts on this because to me, um, I do not trust that Noland actually has any feelings for Ruth or has any good intentions that he's really just using her as a puzzle piece um, and as a piece to kind of move along to get what he wants. Yeah. I don't think he has any feelings for anyone but himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that Ruth is like we started the episode right with her straightening all of the utensils and Mm -hmm. us seeing how diligent she is at her job she actually cares about the little things that the rest of us would have gotten sick of after a month (laughs) and she's still doing them how many of her years later so we see her dedication and then her crumbling was really really sad and her I think she would have confided in whoever was behind her at that moment I don't Mm -hmm. know that she meant to do it with him yeah right um my take is actually more on Ruth because you obviously know that I love Melanie so I just think Ruth is being a little bit dramatic oh, uh, oh. <laughs> honestly like you know we Melanie told you like a white lie and it's like I'm sorry oh, I'm sorry <laughs> it's like I'm sorry I didn't mean to lie to you like it's fine girl whatever like you know it's fine but <laughs> I think Ruth is being dramatic like come on girl she's gonna kill her for the lie that's a little bit dramatic <laughs> she's gonna kill her for the lie <laughs> for one tiny lie right <laughs> pretty big lie Brian Mickey what do you think tell guys, us guys I think you're missing a massive romantic storyline here between, <laughs> do? between Nolan us. and Ruthie um, <laughs> <laughs> here. Allison Wright always laughs because I cannot not say whenever I see her. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think that um, I think Nolan's pretty smitten with uh, Ruth. Mm. That's my take. Yeah, I think that he sees him himself. He that he needs uh, that he's like the the strength and the like the 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 force and that she's like the order and the hospitality mm, and that together mm, they daughter. can be like mm-hmm. this dynamic duo um which maybe is like totally selfish on his part but i think that he believes that together they could they could like run the train be king and queen hmm. i like that I, that's actually interesting that actually I made mean, a lot of sense i mean i'd <laughs> rather i'd rather see nolan and ruth than the folgers any day and I feel oh, yeah. like that's what it's going to turn into. I think the Folgers literally, like, I know this is kind of prediction-y, but the Folgers, like, I think their end game is to be the Wilfords on this train. And they're going to do mm. whatever they can to get their way. They're so, so maybe. He, he's so quiet, though. Yeah. He, I, 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 the dad. wife is very outspoken, and then the dad is just, like, giving your glass eye, like, shut up, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or or it's gonna be LJ at the end fighting oh my for God, her right I can't end. with that I can't have her <laughs> succeed <laughs> she should have been I don't the one know, killed though. if Ruth wants to kill somebody kill LJ please <laughs> 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 baby psycho oh yeah. boy well all right let's get back to the tail end here <laughs> and we'll t- yeah well so okay what I found very interesting is that okay so they worked all of this together Um, We had Walter and Lance working together in the electrical room, cutting the line of communication, which I thought was brilliant. That's like, Uh you know, 
it's, you know, they, they cut off like the most, one of the most essential parts of this train being able to connect to other people up or down. So I thought that was, you know, brilliant tactics there. Um, and then I loved, I mean, I shouldn't say this cause it sounds so, um, I don't know, violence, but actually considering the circumstances, I loved the fact that we had the people of the tail end with these giant spears mm -hmm. <laughs> and just like, you know, attacking the, you know, all the guards coming at them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's 3, where we started. 3,300. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow, like, and I'm trying to, I didn't catch where they said they got these spikes in the first place, if anyone yeah. caught that. They make them in the tail. They've been making oh. them. You know, Pike had his Pike mm -hmm. in the in the first uh -huh. episode, so they've been like making them from like oh, oh right, wow, yeah, yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah no kidding. Thank you. Yeah, because everybody and was like, "Those came out of nowhere." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the ones cool. on the contraption were very elaborate. Like it looked like yeah. really strong. They've been like, in the tail for seven years, you guys. Right? Like, they yeah, had a yeah. lot of time to like, you know. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah. 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 And they, I mean, they seem, they, they kind of, you know, obviously got the upper hand. I was not, I was expecting them to win at this point, like down, you know, where they had the spikes. But then when they got to the club, I was a little more concerned because I didn't mm -hmm. know how that would play out. We saw um, that Roche and Oswald left and kind of backed away. But we, I didn't think Nolan was going to let them win so easily. And that's, yeah, we had this huge bloodbath. And it was that moment in the club where we have the strobe lights going and we have the slow-mo and we just see how everyone is reacting to this. It legitimately terrified me as if we were watching Saving Private Ryan, where they have all those like moments of just you know, gore and blood and, and mm -hmm. battling. And mm -hmm. it was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been talking about too, how the night cart or the night car, night cart. I said this wrong last week too. The nightclub, I'll call it the club. How <laughs> it's been this kind of sanctuary where Miss Audrey mm -hmm. can be, nobody's really going to touch her. And right. last week I was like, but why? And it's because they never had to until now, I guess. But the fact mm -hmm. that all of the the most wild stuff happened in there tonight was yeah. just very much, you're not safe anywhere. So don't get too comf in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Rachel, I agree that I think that I didn't think that they were going to win that easily. Like when they started retreating, I was like, really? I don't think that's it. Like they, it was kind of a, not an even battle, but there was back and forth. Like there was, the tailies weren't really like winning. There was no reason for them to retreat. And then obviously when they came back with the smoke grenades, it made more sense, but that was just, it was really intense. Yeah. Now, Mickey, um, for this particular, for these, the scene, was there a lot Bless of- you. Um, <laughs> you. <laughs> Was there, um, was something like this, was there a lot of choreography? Um, did they spend a lot of time? We did so much uh, stunt training for this scene. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah. of choreography because- Everardo Gu, who's the director, he was, this is my favorite episode that we did. He was so fun, mm -hmm. but he, everything, so much of that shot was done like a, you know, he did really long takes that we, he followed like David through, he followed down the stairs. Um, um, and so everything had to be like the right time. Um, yeah, it was a really, really it was like, a th I think we shot that for three nights. 
Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it was really long, long um, and bloody um, and, but, and exhausting, but super um, fun. Yeah, and it looked like every character was so intricately placed and every single person was playing a small part, even though we couldn't really see most of anything that was going on. You could tell mm -hmm. that it wasn't that you guys had such controlled chaos probably happening when you were filming it because everything to me looked so perfect and real and yeah. crazy, but not in a crazy way where you couldn't believe what was happening. Like it mm -hmm. made sense that all of these things looked that way and those people were doing that and that person would be lying there like that. It was really cool. I think what's brilliant to me too is that we see all of this and one scene that um, we haven't mentioned yet that I think is very important is the moment where before all this fighting even goes down, we see Till being brought to the tail end and we mm. see the Tailies hesitation um, to accept her, but then they do. Uh, Mickey, do you, do you have like, you know, any, any like thoughts you can share with us about what Till was kind of experiencing or going mm -hmm. through in that moment? Yeah, I mean, this has been, it was such an interesting role to play because for seven years, Till has been the, the oppressor of the tale. She's brought uh, the, the bug bars in with Osweiler. She's been abusive. She's been violent. She has discriminated. She's been really ugly uh, to these people. Um, and I think what was really important for me in that moment was to, uh, for, for Till to really acknowledge that she's stepping into uh, an environment where she has to win the trust of these people. Um, mm -hmm. in order to fight alongside them. And she does it with trepidation, which, you know, I think was, is respectful and right. Um, and that, uh, you know, she's, she's earned Leighton's trust, but she has to, you know, she still has to prove herself. Um, I don't think, I don't think uh, it's all, uh, all like, they're best friends now. Yeah. I think she's yeah. still, she's still uh, in the process of um, proving her mm -hmm. side, her allegiance. Mm -hmm. We Absolutely. have a question for you in the chat, Chiki, oh. that I'm actually curious about too. Um, from Ivan Soto. Hey, Ivan. Did you, <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, he said hi to you too. Um, <laughs> did you know your arc from Breakman to Taylor before, at the beginning of the season? Did you know that that's what it was going to turn into or no? No, hi Ivan. I knew nothing. I um I literally knew the pilot, and mm -hmm. then we wouldn't get scripts until like maybe like a week before we would shoot. Oh. Um, and then things would change literally like the day before. So yeah, I had no yeah. idea where I was going, which was oh. uh, also so, like that's why TV is really uh, cool because you know yeah. you can go anywhere and uh and it keeps you present in the in the episode you're shooting and you can't project too much and mm -hmm. um but yeah so this kind of goes off that question then when you when you would be sent a script a week before and then you would learn your lines and then maybe last minute they change a scene yeah. Does that mean that they give you the time to go and restudy the lines or do you no. just <laughs> <laughs> No, of course not. Um, <laughs> but actually what happens is 
is like learning lines is such a memory it's like a muscle so mm-hmm. by by the end of the shoot like your muscle of memorizing lines like they, someone could give me pages and then within like a minute I could remember but then when you go back and you've had time off like you're super rusty and like learning yeah, lines yeah. takes forever yeah it's just a muscle yeah we've been sense. admiring your facial acting through the entire season because those are some of the moments that we're connecting with (laughs) honestly the most no for real like when you were standing in the hall last episode and everything was just happening right here but Mm -hmm. you were like keeping it locked conversation with Josie even last night's episode the conversation uh with Jinju it's like you're captivating the screen the entire time you couldn't tell girl that you got those lines right before is dream compliment that you just no it's true though it's very true thank you (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that's (laughs) and it it's brilliant too because you can see like with you know the performances that we've seen from till and just not performances but from just the facial expressions you can you can see the struggle and how like especially before she decided to join the tailies the struggle of back and forth of okay well like we can I could see when she was realizing that things were wrong but that mm. there was so much on the line and she couldn't just switch <laughs> so it made, this, it made this episode extremely powerful when she did officially say no like I'm not gonna be on the other team and I'm gonna not gonna be on the other side anymore yeah yeah, yeah. she's a trooper too like no, go ahead. I was just saying to the trooper because I would not be myself in, I would not give up a second class for third class. <laughs> for, <laughs> I, would, I would just go straight up and close my mouth and be like, hi oh, guys, I'm here. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> so I think that, um, I think this is probably an excellent time to get to our Q&A segment um, yeah. where we asked Mickey some questions. So, Bryant, did you want to take it away? Yes. Obviously, my first question I really want to ask, we talked about a little bit of your interactions with Jinju, but just for you as Mickey, what is it like to play such an important LGBT character, like to be able to represent that on screen? Yeah, it's um, it's a real honor. Um, I have been so uh, blown away and moved by the response mm-hmm. um, from people who are uh, seeing uh, Till, a queer character on TV, um, and someone uh, who has this like complex plot line that isn't just about her sexuality that it mm-hmm. it's just like that's a part of her. And that someone wrote to me the other day, and they're like, "I'm so glad there was like." that you didn't have this big coming out scene that that Mm -hmm. Hill is just like, she's queer and like, that's just a part of her. And she's in this relationship with Jinju and it's complicated. Um, And that there's just like multi layers to this character. And I feel really honored, honestly. Um, So, yeah. I love that. Like, what's the working relationship like with the two of you? Like, obviously you have great chemistry, but like, is it easy to work with? Like, how does that, how do you guys like prep together? With Susan? Yeah, yes. she's my sister at this point. I mean, sisters who we, when we make out on a screen. But we had a lot of trust and like a lot of love and respect. And, you know, I think as we were filming, uh, you know, and the relationship was getting more, more tense um, and they were sort of betraying each other. It was definitely like... 
it was hard, like complicated for us as actors to, I mean, there was one, I think that scene, the eight, episode eight, like we didn't talk to each other like all day mm. um, because there was this like vibe, which was, we kind of, I think needed it for the scene, but uh, yeah. And then afterwards, once we finished, it was like hugs and I'm sorry and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it's hard to, you know, uh, totally like you can't just drop and um, be like besties and, mm-hmm. and then, I don't know. Yeah, we have, um, I love her. We FaceTime like every week. Oh, I love that. So cute. <laughs> and also someone has, uh, someone started a hashtag gin till. Yeah. Oh, you have a ship <laughs> name. Yay. <laughs> so that means you made it in the ship. Yes. You, yes. Maybe you'll get nominated for <laughs> Best Kiss MTV yeah, TV <laughs> That would be great. We yes. love that. <laughs> yeah thank you uh, that's all i have atrina is anything in the chat maybe um what do we got no just listening oh, cool just well, listening I yeah, yeah I I a couple questions then yeah. yeah so um what was your okay this is kind of a like a double question okay. what was um some of the most challenging uh moments while you were filming and also some of your favorite moments on set okay i'm gonna start with challenging yeah. Um, I think sometimes the challenge with these shows is that that um, you know it's it's fifty is it 50, forty-eight minutes or something for each episode mm-hmm. with and and there's so much story um, and there's we become so like in love with our characters that there's like sometimes the frustration with like delve more into like the the relationships and the character development mm-hmm. and like sometimes I you know get frustrated with like the plot like you know it's like this and this and this and this and I'm like oh but I want to like like spend more time you know um yeah. in these scenes with these characters and um but that's my own I think my own personal creative uh brain like I like I like things to be like slower and like have time to evolve but this isn't the show that I'm on (laughs) 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 so um and then you know I was I also have a three-year-old um son uh so sometimes that was challenging to like balance being a mom and um walking crazy hours but um and then what was your other part of the question oh your favorite moment on set Oh God! <laughs> it could be moments. We are definitely. <laughs> you know how in love with this cast I am. Like it's so, we're so close. It's so beautiful. I think David once told me that my walk wasn't very cool, and he. <laughs> he, <laughs> he like he basically made it. Well, actually, I made it my mission to make him teach me how to walk cool. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Season two, you might see a different walk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have like learned how to, to carry herself slightly better. Um, I love the stunts. I loved, um, I don't know. I think my, my favorite part was that I got to do so much. Like I got to have these really intense, intimate, um, like love scenes. I got to have uh, action-packed, like punching, bleeding scenes. Uh, I got to have like the buddy cop, like 
moment with um, with Leighton, you know, uh, sort of detective procedural thing. I don't know. I think that I, it was just like such a rich season for me for for my character. And what was your like? What was your favorite stunt that you got to do? Speaking of stunts, um, well, I think you see it last night where it's kind of slow-mo and I have an axe and the guy like, like yes. <laughs> neck goes blood everywhere that was that was really fun and Everardo who directed it gave me my favorite direction of all time he was like that was great that was great he was like this time more teeth that's <laughs> 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 amazing <laughs> and you so, really see it too like in the slow-mo it was like the mm -hmm. perfect yeah. moment to have that <laughs> yeah, I was pretty happy with that and then but. I just have one more question um okay and I like to ask everyone this but what are you watching right now that you would recommend to anyone watching the show um okay what have we been watching well um I'm a little bit like you guys that I can't watch like dark, scary yeah. stuff before bed. And so before, <laughs> bed, before bed, my go-to uh, is Shit's Creek. Um, Ooh, good oh, one. Yes. Because it's, it's so funny. I love that show. And I just finished, um, I binge watched The Watchmen. Ooh, you binge The that. Watchmen? How many at a time did you? We did like two a night. Okay, okay. Is that binging? Maybe that doesn't. No, but up. yeah, it's a lot of like it's a lot to do. Binging yeah, that show. Oh, that show is so good. Yeah, so it good. is amazing. King is like. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I've been watching. Awesome. Love. Well, thank you so much. I think, um, Trina, unless you have any questions, I think that we've gone through everything. We did. I'm sorry, chat. I'm frozen over here. So if you're asking anything, I am frozen and I've been trying to unfreeze. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't have any other questions. I'm good. Awesome. So before we wrap up the show, we're just going to do our predictions really fast. Um, yes. Trina, would you like to start? Sure. I predict. <laughs> um, I don't. I want to know what Melanie's up to with the whole going to get her photo, keeping it with her. I was like, did she get a key? Is there a key to unlock these things? Yeah, remember she pressed the button. She did. Yeah, the hell. Okay, person. well, that's how my the, prediction that's how is do. that she presses the button. And <laughs> that she did. I need to pay closer attention. Uh, no, but I think. I think that Miles, for some reason, I'm really stuck on the Miles situation. I think he's going to break away from the, the trauma that he experienced with the LJ situation from the plan that they've set him up for. I think he's probably going to go whatever route he's taken because of Melanie's lockup or whatever maybe Bennett tells him to do. I don't know. But I think because I thought that he was going to be the bad guy. And so I kind of continuing on that. That's all I got. And Brian? Yes. Um, my projection, maybe it's more like a request. Um, more, Bennett and <laughs> more Bennett and Melanie scenes. I'm still throwing it back to that first scene in her quarters. Um, hopefully you all remember that. Um, mm -hmm. More like that. Um, also, I want, um, I guess another request, LJ in the drawers. Actually, no, she doesn't even deserve the drawers. <laughs> she needs to be thrown out the window. <laughs> Somebody please throw her out a window. And um, my real prediction is actually that Melanie is going to get out unscathed. I think she's going to take Ooh. control. 
Kate back control. Um, everyone's gonna try and overthrow her, but she's gonna get it back together and she's gonna be like, you know what? If you don't want on this train, you can step right off into the cold. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any I, predictions? Or does well, that yeah. Do you want to tell us which one is right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us Nikki. if LJ gets thrown out the window. Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, what are what are Mickey, what are your till predictions? Till predictions? Maybe no, <laughs> <laughs> that Nolan and Ruthie have a beautiful wedding in the night. Yes, come on. And um, the ocean and the um, aquarium. That's <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> good. That's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I've got, I feel like Till is actually going to end up being Till. And, I actually feel like it's more Till who might kind of step up and be the leader of the revolution. Um, I feel like we might have a situation with Leighton where, to me, when they were showing the ending of it and they were hinting with the voiceover that Leighton um, might not be able to handle this. Yes. I feel like Leighton, that might prove true. And so he might have some moments where he needs to kind of process and step back. And yeah. so Till will be the one to step up and be like, nope, I've got this. We're good. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. I agree because sometimes Leighton is like really in his feels and I'm like, get it together. So I, <laughs> so I feel like Till is like in her feels, but she can like get it together and like keep it together and have structure. So like if Layton like falls to the wayward and he's like, oh my God, my drama, then Till will step up and take over. Yeah. <laughs> That's and actually then, really true. The only <laughs> other thing, I feel like Melanie, they're going to think that she's dead or think that she's gone, but no, she's not going to be. She's going to be sneaking around the train somewhere. And so I feel like we're going to end on this cliffhanger with her, with us thinking she's dead, but no, she'll be back in season two. But I think it's in the tail and she's like with a cloak and she's like, I'm planning on her bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I mean, she knows the train, so. Right. All right. Well, Mickey, thank you so much. Um, this was yes. amazing that you took the time to, you know, join us on the show. Um, thank you so much. Um, just to kind of wrap everything up, where can everyone find you? Um, I'm on um, Instagram uh, at Sumna Mickey. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And then, but thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yay. Awesome. Yeah, it was, it was great. so fun. Yeah. And then Bryant, where can everyone find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Bryant Santos. Awesome. And Trina. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at hey Trina Dong. Awesome. And you can find me on my uh, on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on my author Instagram account at Rachel Radner Author. Until next week, we will see you all for to talk about the season finale yeah. next Monday, same time, same place. Bye, everyone. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.